This hearing will come to order. Let me welcome you all to this full committee hearing on nominations. Uh, welcome to the committee, Senator Brown, Senator Collins. Without further ado, we will turn to you uh, to have the privilege of introducing uh, our sole witness today, the Honorable Scott Brown, to serve as ambassador to New Zealand and concurrently uh, to the independent state of Samoa. Senator Collins. Thank you very much, Mr. Chairman, Ranking Member Markey. It is my pleasure to introduce the President's nominee to be our next ambassador to New Zealand and Samoa, Senator Scott Brown, a leader who has spent much of his life in service to our nation. Senator Brown and I worked together as colleagues in the United States Senate, and I also consider him to be a valued and trusted friend. I'm proud to introduce him this afternoon and to recommend him to serve as our next ambassador to New Zealand. In many ways, Senator Brown is an ideal ambassador for the United States as his life story is a testament to the American dream. Scott overcame poverty and violence in his childhood. He graduated from college and law school, and he has spent more than three decades in public service that spans all levels of government, as well as serving in uniform and in elected office. It was at Tufts University, where Senator Brown graduated cum laude, that he first answered the call to serve. He enlisted in the Massachusetts National Guard in 1979, and later was commissioned as an infantry officer through the ROTC program at Northeastern University. After earning his law degree from Boston College, he continued to serve as a member of the JAG Corps. During his years in the military, Senator Brown won many awards and held numerous leadership positions. Recently, he retired as a colonel after 35 years of dedicated service in both the Massachusetts and Maryland National Guard. His last assignment was at the Pentagon, where he served as the deputy to the chief counsel to the chief of the National Guard Bureau. Scott began his long career in public service as an assessor and selectman in the town of Rentham, Massachusetts. He then served in the Commonwealth's legislature, serving both as a representative and later as a state senator. In 2010, Scott Brown won a special U.S. Senate election. During his time in the Senate, he was a model of bipartisanship and a devoted advocate for our veterans and our small business owners. In addition, he ably served on the Senate Armed Services Committee, which equipped him with the policy expertise to appreciate fully our longstanding defense, diplomatic, and intelligence cooperation with New Zealand. 
Throughout his time in the Senate, Scott Brown demonstrated leadership in building consensus to achieve common sense solutions. And he did so in a very diplomatic way. So I believe that those are essential skills for a U.S. ambassador. In short, Senator Scott Brown's experiences have prepared him so well to represent our nation as U.S. ambassador in Wellington. I am confident that he will continue to strengthen our vital partnerships with New Zealand and Samoa, and I urge this committee to support this important nomination. Again, it's a great honor to be here before you today to support my former colleague and my friend, Scott Brown. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Senator Collins, for those kind words and introduction. I know you have a busy schedule, so I appreciate your uh, time to be here with you today and uh, look forward to the rest of the confirmation hearing. And I noticed the chairman of the full committee, so please feel free to, uh, to attend the rest of your business if you would like. The chairman of the full committee, Senator Corker, has joined us as well. If you would like to provide a counter to those glowing words, uh, Chairman Corker, please uh, join us at the dais. <laughs> if I ever nominate for Thank you, Senator Chairman Corker. Uh, thank you, Senator Collins, for that introduction. And, and though we've had our, our share in the past uh, of uh, disagreements, New Zealand is one of our oldest and staunchest allies, a historical ally uh, around the globe. Our nations founded the uh, Australia-New Zealand-United States Aransas Alliance in 1951. Our soldiers have fought and died side by side in many global conflicts. Many Americans are well familiar with the exceptional bravery shown by Kiwi soldiers at historic battles like Gallipoli and beyond. The 2010 Wellington Declaration and the 2012 Wellington Declaration on Defense Cooperation have elevated our relations to a new level. Our nations have a robust trade relationship. Major U.S. exports to New Zealand include civilian aircraft, refined petroleum, autos, and auto parts. And I firmly believe that our ties are critical to regional peace and stability, and I look forward to hearing Senator Brown's testimony on how to grow this vital relationship. And with that, I'll turn to the ranking member, Senator Markey, Massachusetts. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, very much, and many thanks to our colleague uh, from Maine, Senator Collins, for joining us to introduce Senator Brown. Senator Brown, you are a true son of New England, born in Maine, now living in New Hampshire, and during the decades in between serving the people of Massachusetts at every level of government. Your distinguished career has included stops at Rentham Town Hall, the Massachusetts State House, the halls of the United States Senate, and the National Guard. Your success in overcoming hardships uh, early in life and then reaching the upper echelons of public service is an inspiration not only to the children of Massachusetts and our country, but to the children uh, everywhere that you will be now representing uh, our country. And I know that you are enormously qualified for this position having been educated at Wakefield High School, Tufts University, and Boston College Law School. Like me, your education is not tainted by any values or lessons learned outside the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. <laughs> so we thank you for your service, and we thank Gail and your family. Uh, 
they have our heartfelt thanks for all of their service to our Commonwealth and to the nations, and we congratulate you on your nomination as our ambassador to New Zealand and to Samoa, and appreciation for your willingness once again to serve our country in this new role. The United States has closely collaborated with New Zealand since World War II as partners promoting security, stability, peace, and prosperity in the Asia Pacific and throughout the world. Our relationship with New Zealand is absolutely central to the security and prosperity of the United States and the rest of the Asia Pacific, a region that enjoys enormous opportunities but also faces looming threats to both our national security and the peace and stability of the entire world. From North Korea's nuclear and missile programs to sovereignty disputes in the East and South China Seas to the risk of nuclear proliferation, American leadership is essential for the Asia-Pacific nations to resolve differences through diplomacy and international law rather than through threats and intimidation. That's why I am glad that you have uh, been willing to accept this nomination from the President because I think you're just the perfect person at the perfect time to have this job. So thank you. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Senator Markey. And uh, I, too, want to echo the comments. Welcome to the family. Thank you for your commitment and service. Uh, this is a family effort, truly is, and we appreciate it uh, greatly. Um, Senator Portman, uh, Senator Brasso, Senator Shaheen, I don't know if you have any comments before we turn to uh, Senator Brown's opening statements. Just quickly, if I could, Mr. Chairman, uh, to echo the comments that you and Senator Markey both made about uh, Scott Brown's qualifications for this job. And uh, it's a big job because he will be, if confirmed, and I feel confident uh, that he will, the only U.S. ambassador really in the region, and certainly the only one in the New Zealand-Australia area, which is an incredibly uh, important role for us. Uh, we now have a more dangerous and volatile world, and those are two of our best allies and have been with us, uh, literally standing with us in conflicts from Afghanistan to Iraq and beyond. So uh, I think it's important we have somebody there and someone who has uh, the stature of Senator Brown and the relationships, frankly, both here in the Senate and uh, throughout the Washington community. So I'm delighted he's willing to step forward. I've had the opportunity to meet with Senator Brown and talk at some length about some of the issues with New Zealand, including the trade issues, including uh, issues with regard to our, uh, our, our military <coughs> relationship, which has much improved, I think, um, over the last several years that he wants to continue to build on. He has actually served um, in Afghanistan, as I understand it, at the time when uh, New Zealand also had a contingent there and understands their importance of working cooperatively with us. He also has, uh, Senator Brown has some interesting ideas with regard to the relationship between uh, New Zealand and China and uh, how the United States needs to play a more central role in that region. So I, I think uh, he's going to be the, the right guy, and it's, a, uh, it's really important for us to have somebody and have a U.S. presence in that region, and I'm delighted he's willing to serve, and I thank you, Mr. Chairman, for allowing me to say a few comments. Thank you, Senator Portman, Senator Jean, or Brasso. Uh, without, w without any uh, further hesitation to Senator Brown for your opening statements. Thank you, thank you Mr. Uh, Mr. Chairman, uh, Ranking Member Markey, members of the committee. Uh, it's a great honor to be here before the committee, and I want to just say thank you for those kind words. Uh, obviously, big shoes to fill with the prior ambassador and, and obviously to fulfill your expectations as well. I want to thank President Trump uh, for giving me the opportunity to represent the interests of the United States of America in these two wonderful countries. In addition, I want to express my 
gratitude to Secretary of State Rex Tillerson for supporting this appointment, and I very much looking, look forward to working with him and his team to achieve our foreign policy goals in the months and years to come. Finally, I'm thankful for the opportunity to appear before this honorable committee. As a former member of this body, I want to say thank you to my Republican colleagues who have previously voiced their support. And I also want to thank Senator Shaheen, uh, Senator Markey, uh, Senator Warren, and Senator Hassan for uh, their early indication of support. It, it means a, a tremendous amount to me and my family. Before I begin, I'd like to express the thanks of me and my family for the patience, mentoring, and guidance that Senator Collins provided me when I was here. As you know of her work ethic, uh, I understand I may be off over the last couple of days, but 6,357 consecutive votes, uh, which is the record in the United States Senate, and it's something that I know she's proud of and I'm proud of as a citizen of this country to know that she has so much dedication to this job. And it's going to be an exceedingly difficult record to break, I, I, I venture to guess. I joined the military 35 years ago when I was 19 years old. And during that time in the military, starting as an enlisted man and working my way up the ranks as an infantry officer, a quartermaster officer, JAG officer, uh, retired recently as the rank of colonel, as was referenced by the senator. The last four years, while being a senator, I also worked in the Pentagon as a deputy to the chief counsel for one of the joint chiefs. And it was one of the most enjoyable, uh, uplifting experiences of my military career to be there in the hub of the action, to basically be there and work hand-in-hand uh, -hand with one of the joint chiefs and his team. Uh, my responsibility, one of the things I'm most proud of during that time period, is that m me and my team were able to rewrite the sexual assault regulations in the National Guard, which are, in fact, in place. Teams are investigating, and they're doing incredible work. And I know Senator Shaheen is very concerned about that, as others should be. And I can tell you firsthand that it is working uh, very, very well. An attorney in private practice for, uh, since 1985, I know that those skills that have been given me uh, in that practice have allowed me to hone in on the ability to solve problems, and I try to use that as a United States Senator and also will hopefully use it if confirmed in my role as the new ambassador uh, to the United States for those two great countries. As was referenced earlier, I have over 30 years of public service, uh, starting as an assessor, selectman, state rep, state senator, United States Senate. I served on the Committee on Armed Services, ranking member of Airland, Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs, where I was a ranking member on federal financial management, government information, and international security, veterans affairs, as well as small business and entrepreneurship. Four great committees where I enjoyed working with many of you on solving uh, many of our country's problems. Uh, some of the highlights and things that I'm most proud of is working with Senator Gillibrand on the, on the uh, Stock Act to prohibit members of the executive branch in Congress from using insider information to uh, benefit themselves. Working with Senator Carper on good government initiatives, as you all know, he, that's his thing, and he, we just went after every wasteful dollar to try to make it better for the American taxpayer. And then, obviously, with Senator McCaskill working in the Arlington Cemetery Bill to make sure our veterans were buried with dignity and honor. I could go on and on. I was very proud of, of being the lead Republican sponsor on the reauthorization of the Violence Against Women Act and also working uh, to uh, deal with our Higher Hero Veterans Bill to give our veterans a chance to be reemployed. For someone like me, whose mom and dad were married and divorced four times each and who lived in 17 houses by the time I was 18, as Senator Markey is aware of, being uh, from Massachusetts and being 
my former uh, congressman and somebody I always have looked up to. And uh, a lot of violence in the family. It was a lot of tough choices. I had to grow up pretty quickly. And to think that, you know, mom was on welfare for a period of time. And I remember her working two or three jobs to keep a roof over our heads and keep my sister and me safe. And it's those life experiences. If you said, boy, you're going to be a United States senator someday, uh, it was very unlikely. Uh, but I, I was blessed, and I'm still blessed, to have an opportunity to serve uh, this great country. Being a United States senator was one of the greatest honors of my life. And uh, my wife and family are looking forward to serving not only the president and his team, but you as, as members of the Senate. Uh, you know how I am, and you know that if there's an issue, you just need to pick up the phone and call if you have any specific concerns about what's happening in that area. And I will be, quite frankly, looking back for your guidance and help in that, those areas as well. However, throughout my life, you know, no matter what job I've had, no matter what experience I've had, um, there's one experience that trumps all our others, and that is uh, being married to my partner in and friend, uh, uh, Gail, for over 30 years, and um, father to my two great children. Why do you always get emotional when you talk <laughs> about your family? I'm sorry. Kayla's here. She came in from Nashville. She's a, a successful music, uh, music uh, singer in, in Nashville, and she's here with her friend Rob, and appreciate them coming. Uh, Ariana is here somewhere. Ariana is in her fourth year at Cornell Vet School. She took time off from her surgical rotations to come down, and her husband Jimmy is here. He works for the Justice Department for four years, and he is going to be in the new class of uh, the FBI Academy, so we're very proud of, of each and every one of our family members. Mr. Chairman, when the President asked me to serve in this post in New Zealand and Samoa, I want you to know that it was my first choice. It was my choice. I wanted to go to an area that... Uh, quite frankly, plays an integral and key role in the Pacific region, a real leader, an independent, thoughtful leader in New Zealand uh, when it comes to addressing that region's very serious uh, needs and concerns, especially with regard to China and its expansionism, changing the law of the sea and the law of the air and, and building islands and militarizing them that really just change international laws. We've all known them. And in addition to that, uh, you know, North Korea, you know, the belligerence and the, the, uh, the constant testing of missiles uh, New Zealand plays a very key role as a member of the Five Eyes Intelligence Network to not only share information with our other partners, but also in the war on terror, you know, leading up to, to, to not only side by side helping us in the war against terror, but also dealing in humanitarian efforts to you know, make other people's lives better and, and, and uh, more fulfilling. It's always been, New Zealand has always been an unwavering friend and partner to the United States, as evidenced by the fact that they've have men and women who, who have served and, and have lost life and limb in the battle against terror. Right now, they're our 10th partner when it comes to dealing with ISIS and that, that battle that really needs to be taken on on a worldwide basis. Their efforts to help reconstruct and train in Iraq, the police and military forces, is uh, amazing, and they need to be commended. And I want to thank the citizens of New Zealand and the men and women who have served uh, in, in that effort. I've had the opportunity to visit China, Taiwan, and Japan, and visiting those places, uh, as well as my cumulative experience, not only in this body, but in other bodies, has given me a, a solid understanding of the region. And we talked about the expansionism of China, the, the, the belligerence of North Carolina, uh, North uh, Korea, and what they're doing. Uh, these, important areas, these are important areas in which we need to really uh, stay focused and work with our friends 
in that region, and certainly New Zealand is one of those friends. And just as there are challenges in the Pacific region, there are amazing opportunities. I believe that notwithstanding what's happening with TPP, that there are amazing opportunities to increase trade, uh, to increase security operations, uh, work in training exercises with our military, work on cybersecurity, Senator, which I know you're very concerned about in that region, as evidenced by what happened recently. So I look at what's happening right now in that part of the world as one of the most active, vibrant, uh, necessary areas where we need to play a key role. And so I'm honored to have that opportunity, if confirmed, to participate in that process. Are there opportunities for bilateral trade uh, with New Zealand? Uh, that's up to the U.S. trade representatives. If confirmed, I look forward to playing a role to trying to bring the countries together to maximize any and all trading opportunities that we have uh, with New Zealand and Samoa. I feel honored uh, to be nominated by President Trump to represent the United States as ambassador to, to two such culturally and economically diverse countries. And if confirmed within the first month and a half to two months of service, I plan to obviously go to the embassy in Samoa to make sure that we can establish and continue to nurture those amazing relations. Because if you remember from our conversations, uh, we actually have a, a maritime border, American Samoa with the independent state of Samoa. And there are some very real uh, drug trafficking, illegal fishing, uh, safety and security, natural disaster opportunities that we can really uh, do well uh, to expand upon. And we have a large a Samoan population in the United States, and there's a symbiotic relationship there, and they need to be treated with dignity and respect as well. So I look forward to that opportunity. Mr. Chairman, in closing, I would like to say to you and the committee that I have had a blessed life, notwithstanding those challenges, Senator, that you referenced. And being nominated to this position has been truly a humbling process. I've shared the, the training and other uh, things that we've gone through as a family to get to this uh, point in time. And I pledge to you all and to the President and the American people that I'll work tirelessly and professionally to faithfully represent American interests in this ambassadorial position and in whatever capacity I am called to serve. I appreciate the opportunity to appear, and I'm certainly eager to take any and all questions that the committee may have. Thank you uh, very much for the testimony, and uh, we'll begin with questions, and I'll just start with this. Uh, you talked about the role that New Zealand plays uh, in the Pacific. Uh, obviously, New Zealand plays a very important role in terms of political stability and t economic stability and security as well. Uh, what, as ambassador, role would you play to help further New Zealand's role uh, in the region? Uh, thank you for the question, Senator. If confirmed, I would obviously seek immediately the appropriate briefings dealing with commerce, with security, and uh, any opportunities that this president, this administration, and you as senators want to put forth. Uh, my understanding with all the research that I've done and speaking uh, and, and listening and learning during training is that there are some really wonderful opportunities. We have about 11 .5 to $12 billion of trade going back and forth. Uh, a slight trade deficit, but we have a surplus when it comes to services. Uh, the areas in particular where we provide uh, planes, cars, replacement parts, high-tech, biotech uh, opportunities. Also, there's a relationship now with NASA uh, and trying to expand job opportunities in that field. We also have, on the other hand, they uh, beef, lamb, wine. So there's a, a pretty active and vibrant uh, trading between the two countries right now. 
And I'm hopeful that if confirmed, I'll have an opportunity to work with the Commerce Department and the U.S. Trade Representatives to find other niches where not only U.S. citizens can invest in New Zealand to create jobs, but also, more importantly, the other way around, have New Zealand, which they are already the number two investment in the United States for that country, uh, try to increase those opportunities. Thank you, Senator Brown. And I want to make sure that we get to the other senators who have attended the, the hearing this morning. So I'll turn right now to uh, Senator Markey and then come back for questions. Okay. Uh, thank you, Mr. Chairman, very much. Uh, in my office, we, we spoke about the fishing industry and the uh, involuntary servitude issues that um, New Zealand has. Could you expand upon that, uh, explain to the committee um, what your views are in terms of what the American position should be in dealing with those issues? Well, Senator, first of all, um, if confirmed, I look forward to really doing a deep dive into those very important issues from the research and other information I've, I've gathered. Senator Shaheen and, and, and you, Senator Markey, and former uh, Congressman Barney Frank, we worked tirelessly on fishing issues. It's something that is, is very personal to me, and, and hopefully, uh, if confirmed, I'll be able to bring that expertise or, or maybe suggestions or new ideas uh, to the people of New Zealand and Samoa. That being said, with regard to, uh, if I may expand upon it a little bit, human trafficking, drug trafficking, and involuntary servitude, uh, New Zealand is a tier one country. They've done amazing work uh, in, in addressing those very real concerns because there is a flow from China, Indonesia, and other parts of that region uh, in or through New Zealand in or through Samoa. And the government of New Zealand has recognized it. They've passed the legislation not only for those issues, but in addition for the victims who have been affected by that. With regard to your specific question, uh, something that really kind of stuck out when I was doing my research and, and, and doing that, that deep dive to the limit that I can was the fact that obviously fishing is huge. It's an island nation. And there are folks who will sign on to a fishing vessel and, you know, they'll say, hey, come on board, you'll be the first mate and you'll be paid X. And, and then they get on board and it's not quite what it seems to be. And New Zealand has recognized that and they have passed legislation to address that type of thing where they now have mechanisms in place to not only uh, do spot boarding, spot checking, uh, they keep excellent records of boats and vessels that have been a have a history of that, and they have passed legislation, uh, maritime legislation, the, uh, in dealing with that type of arrangement. And quite frankly, uh, I had no idea it was actually something that happened. It's not only that, it's in other industries, potentially tourism, agriculture, and the like, and, and I look forward, if confirmed, really learning more about it and trying to offer any suggestions based on our experiences. There was a lull in the um, relationship uh, between the United States and New Zealand in defense cooperation in the 1980s, and that ha that relationship has been rebuilt. Uh, how does your experience in the National Guard um, inform <clears throat> this relationship in terms of what you think might be possible in the years ahead? Thank you, Senator. As, as the Chairman referenced earlier, we've had a historic and wonderful partnership uh, with New Zealand and Australia through the ANZUS Treaty, um, there was a point when uh, New Zealand changed its position on uh, nuclear proliferation, the use of nuclear weapons and the like, and the United States did not agree with that. Uh, obviously, if confirmed, I'm going to do a deeper dive and get the appropriate briefings, but that seems to have uh, warmed somewhat in that uh, to celebrate the country's 75th uh, anniversary, 
the uh, New Zealand Royal Navy asked if we would send a representative, and the USS Samson was able to go there. And there has always been a, well, recently since that change, the government of New Zealand prohibits any type of nuclear uh, militarized or powered uh, vessels from coming into their ports. That's their choice. Uh, we went in uh, and were asked to come in. Uh, we were approved at the highest levels by the New Zealand government, and it was uh, really a, a wonderful first step in rehabilitating that relationship. Sadly or ironically, while the Samson was there, the, uh, the country of New Zealand had a 7.8 uh, uh, on the Richter scale uh, earthquake that really did some very serious damage to that country. And the Samson was asked to stay for relief, a humanitarian and other disaster relief. And it really, uh, I'm understanding only from what I've read and researched, and obviously if confirmed I want to do the deeper dive, that the people of New Zealand were very, very appreciative of that, that humanitarian effort. And it, and it showed, I think, the United States that in New Zealand, we're really brothers when it comes to these issues, we're, we're people of the world. I believe we're one of the most philanthropic countries in the world, the most helpful people in the world, and I believe New Zealanders are very similar, and it just created a, a great opportunity. So, Senator, to answer your question about my military experience, I look forward to getting the appropriate briefings, if confirmed, and, and trying to and meeting with their Minister of Defense and see if there's any opportunities to do more in terms of cooperation in that region. And, and Mr. Chairman, I, I was able to um, talked for about 45 minutes with Senator Brown in my office, and I felt that he had a real grasp of all the key issues that confront our relationship with New Zealand. I'd just like to put that on the record as well. Thank, Thank you, Senator. Mr. Thank you, Senator Markey. Senator Portman. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And I, I appreciate, uh, Senator Brown, you're talking about the USS Sampson experience and what a change. Um, that they not only permitted us to be there, but then looked to us for help, and we responded in kind, and, and uh, that's consistent with the broader relationship. So I think your being there will help to cement that relationship in so many ways, but one is the, the military cooperation and, and the ability to be of assistance in something like a natural disaster uh, that you talked to me about in my office. I want to ask you about something that you may not be able to talk about uh, to the extent you have um, classified information that, that's not appropriate, but it's about the special relationship we have with New Zealand as a partner in the Five Eyes Intelligence Group. Um, what do you think the value of that is to the United States to the extent you can address it? And, uh, you know, how, how does that work so folks who aren't uh, knowledgeable about the importance of that uh, can better understand it? Well, Senator, thank you for your question, and I have not been briefed yet. Uh, I, I, if confirmed, I will get those appropriate briefings before I head out to post. Uh, but from what I understand, there has been a, a very positive relationship, obviously, between the United States, Canada, Great Britain, Australia, and New Zealand uh, to gather and share information for security purposes, uh, to, to understand, you know, what's happening throughout the world. I know that we value very, very much uh, New Zealand's uh, uh, contributions and, 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 quite frankly, guidance in a whole host of issues in that region because that's their turf. And the fact that they're there and they're, 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 they're in, an, in, in an interesting position in which they do a tremendous amount of trade. It, China is their number one trading partner. And the thing that's really kind of stuck out with me is the fact that even though there's that that business relationship, that trade relationship, uh, they're not afraid to stand up and say, excuse me, China, by the way, the fact that you're building islands and militarizing them and changing the law of the air and the law of the sea and international law as has been in place forever, uh, we don't like that. And I think that, that says a lot about 
and not only the leadership in New Zealand, but the fact that they're not afraid to you know, stand up and be counted. So I look forward, Senator, once confirmed, to learn more about that and, and, and be our country's representatives in assisting in that area. Yeah, they're fiercely independent, kind of like some New Englanders I know. You know, it's interesting you say that, Senator. They are fiercely independent, and you can't, you can't tell them, you know, what you want. You have to ask them. And one of the things that my family and I, my wife and I, look forward to in particular is, is getting a fair go uh, by the people of New Zealand. What that means is a fair shot. Going down there, we're a, we're a clean slate. We, have, we, have, we, have, we're, we want to be there. We're eager to go. We want to serve. We want to listen and learn and then bring that back to our, our, our citizens and to you as, as senators. You mentioned China. New Zealand and China signed a free trade agreement back in 2008. And since that time, the trade between the two has grown significantly. Now they're negotiating an upgrade to their FTA, their free trade agreement, and uh, exploring how New Zealand can fit into China's One Belt, One Road initiative, sort of recreating the Silk Road. Uh, in your view, might this developing trade relationship with China uh, be a problem for us? And, and what should the United States do in, in response to it? And how can we perhaps deepen our our economic ties with New Zealand at this time? Well, as you referenced, Senator, they are renegotiating the free trade agreement. And if confirmed, I will learn more about that, obviously. But from all my research, uh, uh, we are, in fact, the number three trading partner. I'd like to be number two and, and, and potentially number one. Can that happen? I'm not sure. But I know that if there's an opportunity for a business to uh, in New Zealand to come into the United States and, and I'm notified of it, I'm going to notify the Commerce Department and the U.S. Trade representatives and make sure that we can make that happen. If there are opportunities and niches that we as, as uh, businesses in the United States can actually do business in New Zealand like we do with planes and cars and, and now with NASA working on the, the balloon uh, uh, experimentation, uh, the weather balloon experimentation, I, I, I want to seek those opportunities out. I think that's part of a role of an ambassador is to is to work with the uh, with the business leaders and and, and uh, civilian leadership to try to you know enhance those those great relationships. I think there's a great opportunity, uh, you know, subject obviously to many factors to you know work in that regard and, and improve that relationship. Just one final question, give you a chance to talk about Samoa for a second, because I know this is the ambassadorship actually to New Zealand and Samoa, as Correct. you explained to me. Uh, I didn't know that previously. And then, of course, the special relationship with Australia in that region. As I said, you're going to be the first ambassador confirmed and maybe the first one for a while uh, in that region. But uh, in terms of Samoa, what are your objectives there? What would be your your hopes and uh, to be able to achieve with regard to our relationship with Samoa? Well, as I said in my original testimony, Samoa, we, we share a border. Uh, they're they're 3,000 miles away from New Zealand, by the way. So it's not like I'm just going to hop on a plane. I'll be there in an hour. It's, 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 it's going to be something that uh, we're going to have to plan for a good week away. Uh, that being said, it, it's going to be very exciting uh, to work with a, an island country that we actually share a border with. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they've actually been subjected to a tsunami and, and had joint uh, needs, and we were able to to come in and help with those needs. Uh, the independent state of Samoa is just that. It's an independent state. It has a very strong and stable government. Uh, you know, wonderful people who, uh, you know, are looking forward to, you know, living and growing and, and taking care of their families like everybody else in the world. And they deserve, you know, the representation that they're going to get, just like New Zealand does, regardless of its size. So I anticipate going there and, and working with the consul general there. We have an embassy, but there's, there's one American representative, and we have a larger staff, obviously. Uh, if confirmed, going and listening and learning to what his 
needs are, and then moving forward and trying to de develop those relationships. I'm excited to, to, to have two countries. Well, we're uh, excited that you're interested in serving, and uh, we look forward to getting the confirmation process going here in this committee and then helping you on the floor and then and seeing you serve our great country in that important region of the world. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator Portman. Senator Shaheen. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, and congratulations, Senator Brown. Um, certainly very much appreciate your willingness to continue to serve the country, and welcome to your family, to Gail, and I know that... Uh, when you serve, Gail serves too, so <laughs> we very much appreciate that, that joint effort. Um, and thank you for taking some time to sit down with me and talk about how you view this position. Um, I very much appreciated your insights into New Zealand, and as we said, um, you're going to a beautiful country that's been a, a very good friend of the United States for a very long time. Um, and I want to follow up a little bit on Senator Portman's question about China and the trade relationship, because as you know, New Zealand was a founding member of the Trans-Pacific Strategic Economic Partnership, which was really the foundation for TPP. And without that, there's, as you pointed out, there's um, a question about how New Zealand will continue to go forward with China. And so... I know you've talked about the potential trade opportunities between the United States and New Zealand. So can you talk a little bit about where you think some of those opportunities lie? Thank you for your question, Senator. And as we discussed and as you just referenced, uh, it, we have pulled out, it appears, uh, from TPP. Uh, New Zealand has moved forward uh, in that regard. I, I learned uh, today that they're moving forward with Japan as well. Uh, so subject and obviously to, conf to confirmation and getting the details of that particular relationship and what the opportunities are, I, through the research that I've actually been doing, I think there's an, a, a great opportunity actually to continue to work on the high-tech, biotech um, areas that we really have expertise in. Uh, in addition, uh, there's a, a wonderful opportunity, I think, uh, to help them with uh, their fishing and some of the illegal fishing that's happening there to give them some guidance on what we've done in our region to protect fishing stocks and protect that livelihood. Uh, there are some potential opportunities dealing with climate. Uh, it's something that's very real and, and serious there, and I, I look forward to going and listening and learning and understanding what that, their challenges are and then conveying it back to you, know, you and, and the administration to see where we can find common ground. Uh, without having been given the appropriate economic briefings yet, I can only guess, and I think that would be inappropriate, uh, but if there are opportunities, Senator, not, if there are opportunities in New Hampshire, for example, uh, please note that you have my word that I will work very closely with you to make sure we, we create jobs in New Hampshire uh, and make sure we can create an opportunity to uh, you know, grow and expand jobs in our state. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And um, I know Senator Markey talked about your history in Massachusetts, but I would point out that you're currently a resident of New Hampshire, so um, especially appreciate that. And you mentioned climate change, and I know that you've supported alternative energies, solar and wind, and um, nuclear power as a way to reduce our U.S. dependence on foreign oil. Can you talk about other potential areas of cooperation with New Zealand and as we look at our alternative energy future and what we need to do? 
Thank you, Senator. Yes, I, I'm in all the above approach, wind, solar, nuclear, hydro, geothermal, siting, permitting. I think it's really an entire and total package. And, and when confir if confirmed, I look forward to learning uh, more about what New Zealand's needs are. But I know they've done a tremendous amount uh, to try to reduce their, their use of uh, fossil fuels and, and dealing with you know, the issues that dramatically affect that region by using wind and solar. Um, if there are opportunities, once again, in our country to bring those goods to New Zealand, I'm all ears and I will work with you and work with anybody in this building uh, to include the Commerce Department and the trade representatives to say, hey, by the way, we have a better way of doing it. Can we bring the people over to talk to you? And that's, I think, one of the most important jobs that, a, that an ambassador has is that facilitator to try to you know, create Absolutely. economic opportunity. So, Senator, I, I, I'm all ears. If you have suggestions, when I find out, I'm happy to personally brief you and, and see if there's any joint things that we can work on. Thank you. And, and finally, you've referenced this in your opening statement and some of your responses, but that is the important role that New Zealand has in the South China Sea as we look at um, or in terms of what's happening in the South China Sea and what China is doing. How important is our relationship with New Zealand um, as we look at trying to continue to deter some of the um, expansionist tendencies of China and the concern that our other allies in the Pacific region have about what China is doing? I think the concern about China is real. As, as I've said publicly, when I was a U.S. Senator, we, we took uh, action in dealing with the, the manipulation of China's currency. Uh, you, you, were, you were there. You, you voted on it. Um, it was passed 100 to nothing, if my memory serves me. Uh, once again, if confirmed, I'm, I'm going to immediately uh, get the appropriate briefings as to the extent of what's really happening. But based on what I've seen and read, there's no real reason to be building islands and militarizing and changing the law of the air and law of the sea and changing potential trade and travel routes in that part of the world just because. Uh, and the thing that I love about what New Zealand has done, even though they have a, a very strong trading relationship with them, they were the first ones, one of the first countries to actually stand up and be counted and be noticed and point out their objections to those actions. In addition, when North Korea, uh, as it is still lobbing missiles around the region, they were one of the first ones to say this is completely unacceptable. And I love the independent spirit of the New Zealand people based on what I've, I've, I've learned and, and heard and I've been asking a thousand questions every day. So Rest assured, they are a critical friend and, and partner when it comes to uh, helping us understand what's going on in that region. And without Australia and New Zealand and our other partners in that world, in that part of the world, you know, I think we'd be at, at a tactical disadvantage. So I'm excited to try to enhance and improve that relationship. Well, thank you very much. And again, uh, thank you for your willingness to serve. I look forward to working with you when you're confirmed. Same here, Senator. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, Senator Shaheen. And Senator Brown, I, I want to reiterate some of the comments that have been made as we look at the interests of the United States as it, as it uh, rests with the rest of the region, how we make sure that we are working with New Zealand, our interest, and helping further their interests because they do overlap many times and making sure that we can coordinate those, uh, that work together. And many of us on the committee are pursuing uh, efforts in Asia that would, um, that would help 
provide reassurance to the entire region, and then, of course, New Zealand, Australia, uh, the work that they can do in China and trade opportunities uh, with our Asia partners uh, to make sure that we are furthering interest in trade, uh, furthering interest in security, furthering interest in, uh, in, in economic opportunities. Uh, look forward to the leadership that you're going to provide uh, when this committee gives you that fair go uh, for your nomination. And so uh, I want to thank you for attending today's hearing. To everyone here, uh, to Senator Brown for providing us with your testimony and responses. For the information of the committee members, the record will remain open until the close of business on Friday, uh, including for members to submit questions for the record. I want to thank your family and to certainly kindly ask you to make sure that he gets his homework done on those questions for the record as soon as possible. Uh, they will be made, uh, those responses will be made part of the record. Thank and with sir. that, thank you all. Uh, the committee is adjourned. Thank you, Senator, Senator Markey. Thank you.